This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Hey, it is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Glenn's running just a tad late, uh, but he'll be here any minute now. Uh, it is Pat Stewart, Jeffy. In the meantime, we've got we've got an amazing controversy going on that we talked about a little bit. Um, this controversy of the Christmas cookies on Hallmark stealing in its entirety. Yes. Christmas twist. Our movie that uh, first appeared on the wonderful world of Stu, what, two years ago? Something like that, yeah. Three years ago, somewhere in there. Uh, it took them some time, but they redid it, they remade it, and they did it for real. We've, we've got some proof of that, absolute hardcore proof. Plus, the picks are rolling in, and uh, the big one is pretty settled. We'll start right there, right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we are one. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Cause we are one. Looks like it's uh, T for the Tillerson. Coin a phrase from an old uh, Cat Stevens, I'm sorry, uh, Yusuf Islam album uh, back in the day. Uh, so it's Tillerson from ExxonMobil, who is who's the nominee now for Secretary of State. It's pretty official. Uh, Romney's out. Everybody else is out, obviously. There can, there can only be one. It's like Highlander. I mean, there could there start with a bunch, but there can only be one. Yeah, Trump tweeted it, uh, so that means it's official. That's how we get oh, official news now. So he, he did tweet it. He did tweet that That's Tillerson how we know. is the guy. This is the official news way. It is the way he does it, and, you know, it's effective, obviously. Uh, Romney uh, was called yesterday along with, I think, Corker and a couple of other people who were still in the running uh, as they came to the close of the pick. Uh, Roger Stone, uh, who is, you know, very close to Donald Trump, as everybody knows, and uh, big, uh, big InfoWars Alex Jones guy, uh, was on, uh, apparently, the program, <laughs> Alex Jones's program yesterday, and said the only reason that Trump talked to Romney was to torture him. <laughs> now, that was approximately 12 hours before he announced, before Romney got the call saying he was not going to be Secretary of State. Uh, so that. It, definitely, it, it definitely seems to fit into that whole worldview. But I, I will say he's actually hired some of the people who have really disagree with him publicly, Nikki Haley being a prominent one. Um, and so I don't know that it necessarily is true. Or if, I mean, obviously, Roger Stone saying something, it, there's no indication, there's no reason to believe that's the accurate thing that occurred. Uh, so, uh, you know, I don't know. But Tillerson's an interesting pick. I'm not entirely pessimistic on it. 
I don't know um, all that much about yeah. him. I knew he's the head of ExxonMobil. He's dealt with other countries because of his business. He's from Texas. Yeah, he's yep, a big Texas guy. Born and raised in Texas. Apparently, he's a big guy in uh, the Boy Scouts for Boy Scouts. Yep. Yeah, very big in the Boy Scouts. Um, uh, very big t- ties to um, the the Bush wing of the party. Uh, again, I don't know how this fits into drain the swamp. It and, does, and it does not seem to anti-establishment. That's right. as establishment as you can get is a Bush pick. Yeah, uh, in fact, it, uh, the praise uh, Tillerson was not on the radar of Trump initially. Uh, he was pushed in that direction by several people, all names you'll know, Condoleezza Rice, Dick Cheney, um, Bob Gates, James Baker, all sort of from that um, long-term Bush circle. People that know how to drain a swamp. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I, <laughs> well, people who know how to live in the swamp, uh, that's for sure. But Tillerson seems like a good guy. Um, you know, his ties to Russia worry me. Uh, you know, the, and I think that's got to yeah. come out. I mean, I, you have to keep an open mind, I think, on him. In that, that like, seems to be that's the main criticism, right? Other than kind of it, no real governmental right. experience. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the business experience that he has dealing with other countries translates well. I feel like it I, probably I does. I mean, maybe. he's he's negotiating with tons of countries around the world, uh, dealing with different cultures, dealing with different sets of right. laws. He's going uh, to negotiate uh, these deals. He has dealt with basically every country on Earth. And what would ExxonMobil be? Like the uh, 30th largest economy in the world? Right. Something like that? Yeah. I, I, so, you know, he's got serious experience from, from business, and maybe it will translate well. But I, I think we all have concerns about the Russia situation where he's so cozied up with them. That's, that's a concern to me. It's a concern to me, however... It's what Donald Trump promised in the campaign, that yeah. he was going to be close to Russia and, and do a lot of the things Russia wants. I mean, it's not like he hit it. Uh, you know, everyone knew no, he sure didn't. When, he went, when he was running that he was going to be very pro-Russia. No, and in so, fact, because he's so pro-Russia, others who have been very anti-Russia are now pro-Russia. That's very true. People, <laughs> people love the Russia all of a sudden. They love Russia. But I mean, like, you know, for example, Romney's a good is a good example of this. If you're Donald Trump, uh, why would you select Mitt Romney, who thinks ge- that Russia is a, our largest geopolitical threat, when obviously you don't believe that? You believe the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not pick someone who is going to uh, see them in a, in a more positive light? I, I can understand the pick, and I... I'm not entirely pessimistic on it. Uh, you know, like Michael Flynn, I think, is a really bad pick. Uh, you know, but he's made a lot of good picks, too. I mean, Mattis is a good pick. Uh, Kelly seems to be a good pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Price at HHS is a good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pruitt at uh, EPA seems like a good pick. Uh, um, so, you oh, know, there's some really good ones. Yeah, there's been some really good ones. They are. Uh, is, is, so have uh, crisis counselors been over to uh, Rudy Giuliani's house? <laughs> that guy wanted Poor this Rudy. thing more than life. He, he seemed yeah. to really want Secretary of State. And to the point and he's of, not getting it, and apparently he's out in the cold now. Yeah, well, to the point uh, that he actually probably could have locked up a different position early on and said, went all in for Secretary of State, really wanted it. Yeah. And actually, last a uh, few days ago, uh, maybe it was over the weekend, uh, pulled his name out of consideration, yeah. not just for Secretary of State, but for any role in the administration. Yeah, it was this past weekend, because he said he didn't want Because he knew he wasn't getting he one. He didn't want to, you know... Mess up uh, Trump's picks, be in the way. And it, I, look, Giuliani gets the shaft here, big time, because he was the guy 
He was well, first of all, he was time. the only guy that came out that weekend after the Billy Bush tapes and went on all those shows to defend Trump. The only one. Everyone else, including talk people about, like Chris Christie, all got sick that weekend. We'll talk about loyal. Yeah, I mean, he was the guy, not to mention... Giuliani actually had something to lose, where someone like Chris Christie, whose career was a disaster and over anyway, had nowhere else to go. Chris Christie, you know, you know, jumping on the Trump train at that point was uh, he was early as far as the, the big endorsements went. But, you know, he had nothing else. He was either going to be, win the president, win the primary or he was out in the cold. So when he realized he was losing the primary, he ran to Trump and it worked. Um, and but then he he didn't wind up getting paid off because he unfortunately arrested the father of his, of Trump's son-in-law. Uh, but that's a whole other whole other. Ah, it's a minor issue. Ah. Story. But Giuliani still had that reputation of you know America's mayor, sure and and he went out there and really went all in for Trump, risking all of that. I mean, he did everything that could possibly be expected of a surrogate, and did it well. I mean, you know, Giuliani's a smart guy, and he'll, he, he is able to argue through uncomfortable situations pretty well. He went all the, all, all the way to the floor for Trump, and in the end ends yeah, up with a, a big fat zilch, uh, which is, you know, it sucks for him. Though I'm sure he'll still have a friendly uh, relationship with the administration, and that may benefit him in other ways. But I mean, he wanted the Secretary of State thing. And, he did. He uh, seemed to. Uh, he was out campaigning for it. I mean, outwardly. Yeah, outwardly. And, and very few outwardly campaigned. He, he did. He did. I, uh, the other thing I like about the ExxonMobil guy is it's kind of a poke in the eye to all the environmentalists. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's just poking Al Gore in his eyes and uh, saying, yeah, we're shut up. We're not, we're not buying into your nonsense. Yeah. And that's he also did that with the EPA choice. Uh, the only way he hasn't done that is actually meeting with Al Gore. Right, and we talked about that when the Gore meeting was going on. It's going to be an interesting microcosm of where this thing goes because Trump is seemingly sending signals to the media that Ivanka Trump is going to be big on climate issues, Mm -hmm. we're going to meet with Al Gore, um, and then at the same time puts Scott Pruitt from Oklahoma uh, in as the EPA director, which is a pick the environmentalists despise, which is, of course, why I like it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it looks like Rick Perry is going to be the Secretary of Energy pick, which is another interesting one. That's uh, incredibly interesting yeah. because he couldn't even remember yeah, the no, Department I, of Energy. It is an unbelievable <laughs> uh, turn of events. It's just so ironic. In that answer, that was the one he couldn't remember. That, and again, a, an agency he wanted to eliminate. But I mean, as a guy who also wants to eliminate all these agencies, I'm, I'm, I'm fine having a guy who wants to eliminate the agency running the agency. Yes. Like, I want someone who comes in there with that mindset. So, I mean, I think Perry would be a good pick if it winds up being him. And again, Perry's another one. I mean, you know, to come out and call the guy cancer and then come out and endorse him and maybe run for his VP. Another guy who turned his life upside down when Trump started winning, you would expect him to maybe be rewarded here. But the guy ran a giant state. With a great uh, energy record, obviously. It's a huge part of Texas's economy. And he actually makes sense in that role. Um, and then Tillerson, t- as Secretary of State, this does not seem like a guy that, that, as a president, Al Gore is going to enjoy. And for me, that's a, this that. is a positive. But you still have uh, Ivanka, right, is going to play a major role in the administration. Right. But, I mean, the picks... You're right, and that's that's what I mean. Is is he going to go the Ivanka way, or is he going to go the way that I think conservatives want him to go? Well, and it's these been, picks indicate he's going the conservative way, at least on that issue. 
it's been playing both sides, though, of every issue that has always made us leery of Donald Trump. Sure. That's one of the things that made us nervous in the first place. It was like, okay, is he is he liberal? Is he Republican? Is he is he pro life? Is he pro abortion? Right. Is he is he climate change, which he was all about at one point, or is he is it a Chinese hoax, as he now says? I I mean, so that's how do you Chinese hoax? How how do you how do you know? How do you decipher? How do you decide? Which is, well, I will tell you this. The one thing is, thank you guys for filling in with me. With traffic was really bad. There was a, a light mist and Yes, fog. there was. Right. And in Texas... We don't deal with that. I mean, I, I got up this morning, I'm like, I'm living in Seattle. <laughs> I know. And everybody else was like, I don't know yeah. if I can drive today. That's why I left at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, I know. It's here. crazy. <laughs> um, uh, so thank you for dealing. I've been listening to all of this. The one thing about Tillerson that you did talk about is he is um, exceptional at deal-making. I mean, because I know, mm-hmm. I have friends who are very high-level deal makers um, in the oil industry. John Huntsman Sr. is one of my friends. He talked to me about negotiating a deal for selling part of Huntsman Chemical years ago. And it took months. And he said, you know, there was a 20-foot table that was covered in stacks of paper, which was the contract. And they had to go through and understand that. So the one thing that Tillerson will bring to the table that I think is, is excellent is his ability to handle large... He may be more qualified, honestly, than Donald Trump is to be president. And I don't mean that as a slam for Donald Trump. I just mean you're running the biggest company, one of the biggest companies, the most profitable company in the world. Um, and it has dealings in every country. You couple this with Rick Perry, I will say it's a good thing to be living in Texas because Texas, the economy in Texas in the next four years should be pretty good. It feels like these picks are all lining up to be favorable, create a favorable climate for that type of thing. I mean, the The only thing, the only thing that's confusing on this is his back and forth with climate change. Right. The Ivanka stuff and and, and the meeting with Al Gore. And Pat, you've talked about this many times before in that Exxon Mobil, everyone assumes it's lip service, but I mean, they have been going down this climate change road. Yes, they have. A long time. uh, They all have been trying to get hammered. I will tell you this. For being evil in that that regard. And yet, They've completely bent over backwards for sure the climate change. Millions and millions of dollars towards this. They have their own, yeah. they have scientists on staff that all say climate change is real and everything else. Now, everyone, I think, kind of assumes, well, they're doing this to kind of push off the people who are critical of them. But, I mean, if it's real, that could wind up being an issue. Here is the, here is the, um, the problem that I think everybody needs to really pay attention to, and that is um, I believe we're setting up um, oligarchs. Um, if you look at what happened with FDR in the 1930s, we're repeating the same pattern uh, that we had in the 1930s during the Great Depression. And that was go to um, the, the top of the list businesses and then put them in charge and they'll come up with the rules. So if you, if you think about this with climate change... Um, all you have to do is have a secretary of state that is a believer in climate change enough 
to be able to create policies that will help ExxonMobil, but will destroy any emerging companies. And that is exactly what FDR did. And we see this kind of uh, bullying of, of uh, CEOs that don't walk the line. We, we know now that it wasn't cost overruns with Boeing. Boeing, you can't have cost overruns on a development deal. A development deal means you have $170 million out there to develop the plane. That means not to build the plane, but to say, okay, here's what it's going to be. Now, the price might change as you're in this development deal because that's what the development part of it is. How much is it going to cost? What are the features going to be? What that really was, was a disagreement between Donald Trump and the CEO of Boeing on the China policy. Boeing, our largest trade partner, says this is, this is really bad for us. So what does Donald Trump do? Exactly what FDR used to do. And that was go after them personally, go after their business and try to scare them into compliance with him. And if you don't scare, they destroy. Now, I'm not saying this is what Donald Trump is going to do. I'm saying if you learn from history, this is exactly what FDR did. And it is also exactly what Vladimir Putin does. And for an example of that, yesterday he tweeted about the F-35 program and how the cost is out of control. Billions of dollars will be saved on military and other purchases after January 20th. It's a Boeing project. Uh, it's a Lockheed Martin um, okay. project. Uh, by lunchtime, he had wiped $4 billion off the company's market value. Oof. Jeez. You fall in line. You do exactly. <laughs> when, you, when you lose $4 billion in a day, you fall in line. Yes, sir, Mr. President. You can't afford not to. They're saying that traders are doing the opposite. They're actually trying to f- come up with algorithms that predict these tweets so they can make money off of these drops when he starts criticizing companies. Now this. I told you about the trust that we put into Liberty Safe at the studios and at, uh, and at home. Um, I'm in a different situation. I mean, you know, we at home, we put everything in a Liberty Safe that... Uh, you know, is is our our photographs and and our guns and you know anything that is of value of how of the house, but it's all personal, just like your stuff. Here at the studios, we use Liberty Safe for something uh, in some ways more important. Important to you, we have documents from George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin. We have Abraham Lincoln. I mean, the things that we have in a Liberty Safe. I want to make sure that if this place is sucked up in a tornado or if this place is burned to the ground in a fire, those documents, those precious items, the mourning dress from Abraham Lincoln's wife, the one she wore to the funeral, there's one of those. I want to make sure it's in a Liberty Safe. Liberty Safe. They make great Christmas gifts. You can save hundreds now on select Cabela safes made by Liberty. Everything at Cabela is made by Liberty. If it says Cabela's on it, it's a Liberty Safe. Starting as low now is $419. And the handgun vaults are even um, uh, on, on sale now and, and special. If you want quick access to your firearm and your valuables, check out the amazing deals right now for Christmas at Cabela's. Cabela's branded safes are all made by Liberty Safe and include Liberty's amazing lifetime warranty. So buy a Liberty Safe. Visit your nearest Cabela's retail store. Do it now. 
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. I have a new prediction. You want to hear it now? Yeah, prediction alert. Uh, I have a new prediction. I believe. I just saw Kanye West arrive at the Trump Tower. Um, Is that your prediction that Kanye West will arrive at the... (laughs) And lo and behold, check it out. He did. Check it out. Um, My prediction is that Donald Trump, now this is good or bad, will change... The, t- will transform the country and the structure of the presidency more than any other president in history. Wow. That's a big one. Can you care to explain it? That's a really a big further? one. Explain it? Yeah. Like how? Oh, sure. We'll do that coming up. So. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Just no better story for Christmas than I heard the bells on Christmas Day. I just don't, I mean, besides the original Christmas story, I just don't know of a better story than the actual writing of, of that and what it really means on, the, on all the verses that we don't sing. You know, I, I, I'm convinced that we, all, we sing most of the wrong verses of songs because there's such deep and profound meaning in in some of these lyrics and eh. oh, by the time you get to the seventh or eighth by the time we get to the second we're like okay come on sit down let's go come on come on how long are we going to make this service let's go move on um all right couple things i want to talk to you about i want to talk to you about um christmas plays last night we had a christmas play that um 
there is nothing. I, I sent out an invitation to um, uh, some family members that said, hey, you know, you, you got to come. And I said, it's the kids' Christmas play, so guaranteed really awkward moments, moments where somebody on stage has forgotten their line, so it'll be about 45 seconds of just silence. Um, awkward moments, bad acting, lyrics and lines that will be sung so fast that you won't be able to really understand them, and kindergartners dressed as sheep. The, the kindergartners dressed as sheep, just the best thing ever. Just little kids dressed as sheep, just the best thing. Just puts you in the Christmas mood. All right, um, let me go back to what we were talking about because I made a statement that I, I believe that um, uh, Donald Trump will change and, and fundamentally transform the United States of America and the presidency Possibly more than anyone else did besides, no, I, I think even more so. Woodrow Wilson and, uh, Woodrow Wilson and, um, and FDR changed it a great deal. And I think Donald Trump is going to take it further than Barack Obama did. And you can look at that as a good thing or a bad thing. Just let me make the same warning to the right that I gave to the left in 2008. Don't push the pendulum too far. If you, if you allow the president to have all kinds of unlimited power and you like it because it's your side, remember, the pendulum will swing back just as far, if not further, And at some point, there will be an emergency, and some president is going to grab the pendulum. And if you don't believe that, it's happened both ways since you started talking about this during the Bush administration. It swung to the left, and we had Obama. Now it swung way back to the right, and we've got Trump. Here's what's really interesting. Let me just take you through this pendulum, and then I'll get to the reason why I say this uh, with the prediction. Um, if If you look in 2001, we were already really angry with the left and right. We were already angry with each other because of 2000, right? The election. And uh, it was selected, not elected. It was all of that. Then um, it was George Bush knew he was part of 9-11 they, they forgot that it was Sandy Berger that went in and stole all the documents, so we know the Clintons had something to hide as well. But I don't believe the Clintons nor George Bush knew the World Trade Centers were coming down, had any indication at all. It's just that we excuse a lot of things from the Saudis, okay? That's the only thing I think they were covering up. We excuse a lot from the Saudis. So we were already mad. And then what happened... 9-11 was such a crystallizing moment for what? What happened to us as a people, and, and really me and you, all of us, what happened to us at 9-11? First of all, we all loved each other, right? We even looked at Nancy Pelosi standing there singing God Bless America, and we were like, you know what? 
she and Harry Reid, they love the country just as much as we do. And we're all in this together, right? That was the first reaction. And what were they singing? God bless America. Okay, not a problem. But then we became jingoistic. Then everything was wrapped in the red, white, and blue. The Patriot Act. The phrase even, you're either with us or you're against us. And if you were against us, you were un-American. And what did Hillary Clinton say? I am tired of being told that if I have a different opinion that I saw over and over again. Right? So who did we elect? We elected a guy who people in the country actually believed wasn't an American. And he was probably the most unlike an American president more than anyone else. Would you agree with that? He was an American. I don't question any of that. You mean as far you're, you're not you're not outing yourself as a birther? No, no. years after the birther. Country. No, no, okay. no. Never been a birther. Here is the here is the thing. Is there a president that was more that had a different view of America, a different upbringing of America than any other president? I mean, any other president have more of a different view of America? To illustrate this point, the Clinton campaign specifically had internal memos that said, we're not going to point out that he, you know, we're never going to say he doesn't have an American background, but he's not going to relate to the center of the country. This is back in 2007 and 2008, and this is one of the things they thought they could press on all the time, constantly talk about Hillary and her upbringing and the fact that she's been in America the whole time, yeah. and she, is, she has those same values. They even saw right. it as a point of differentiation. Right. It's not good nor bad. It just is. The guy grew up in a different, more different than any other president that we've ever had. Okay? spent a lot of his time, not even overseas in Europe, which is similar, but, but Asia, which is completely different than what we know as the American experience. So he comes in. His name is Barack Obama. The pendulum had swung so far to the baseball, apple pie, and mom, and red, white, and blue, that when it swung back, it swung to a guy named Barack Obama. Then I said at that time, if he is elected, because he was so slick, remember, pendulum also, uh, um, uh, I'm, uh, 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 shoe, remember all of that from, from George W. Bush, right. where he was at times seemed incapable of coming up with easy words? Mm-hmm. Barack Obama never lost for words. Barack Obama on prompter, slick, slick, slick. No George Bush moments, at least to be seen, of Barack Obama trying to get the doors open in China. No, you know, Turkey sticking his, you know, face into the president's pants. All of those faux pas completely eradicated. The halo. So it swings all the way back. To time, we're going to have a gravy-stained guy that goes, yeah, I farted, everybody farts, right? Well, that pretty much is Donald Trump. Completely right. That, that right. prediction, I mean, that, the pendulum theory on that worked exactly, exactly right. Exactly right. said it was going to work. Exactly right. 
So what does the pendulum go back to? I'm not sure yet, but no place good. No place good. I'll tell you where it goes back to. He's in the Trump Tower right now meeting with Donald Trump. His name's Kanye West. Kanye 2020. That's what it ends up as. <laughs> I think if we're lucky, it swings back to Tom Hanks. We look for an adult in the room, and it swings back to somebody like Tom Hanks. But it could swing to a Kanye West. We just, we're, not at, we're at the point now we're not even considering people who aren't celebrities. We're just, <laughs> it's either so, Kanye or Tom Hanks. Which so, one's going to be? So here, here is the reason why I say that Donald Trump is going to change the presidency more than any other president ever. We have said for a long time, this job is too big. This job is just, how can you be somebody who has run a company, is perfectly clean in everything, is, um, uh, can, you, can use the media and understand how to communicate ideas. How can you be all of those things? We, we've, we've said forever, you can't. You can't. And so we've gone, we have gone for people who just know the Constitution. But that's not very popular. Look at Ted Cruz was the worst when it comes to communication skills. The worst. But he is in my opinion, he was the most competent on the, on the dais. The most competent. Now, a lot of people thought, you know, oh, I like Ted Cruz, but he's just the worst when it comes to presentation. So I'll go for Marco Rubio. Or I'll go for Donald Trump. A lot of people went for Donald Trump because, quote, he could win. He will beat Hillary. He will beat the press. Well, that's only one part of the presidency. Donald Trump is meeting today with Kanye West. What could he possibly have to say to Kanye West? Nothing. The guy is a showman. The guy is, he is putting together a show for America. Now, I think that's important and it may be, to get things done, it may be one of the most important things. But how he puts everything together, I don't know. But look at how he has already changed. The president, under George W. Bush, was, was an honored space. You didn't, go in, you didn't go into the Oval Office. Think of this. During the George Bush administration, a lot of people were up in arms because one of the girls' volleyball teams or something, a couple of the girls showed up in the Oval Office wearing flip-flops. Do you remember that controversy? Yes. Somebody was in the picture in the Oval Office wearing flip-flops. The president, until Barack Obama, didn't carry a phone. The controversy of him carrying a phone, who do you need to call? You're the president. They'll get him on the phone for you. Why do you need a phone? Now it is swung back so far from that that we can tell you when the president-elect gets up at night to go pee. It's usually about 3 o'clock in the morning because that's when he tweets again. So he's getting up in the morning 
to take a pee sitting down on the crapper and deciding to tweet something, then go back to bed. He is going to fundamentally transform the media, the media that comes out of the White House, um, the way the president communicates, the way the president is viewed, the things the president can say and do, um, the way the president behaves, and I think the fundamental structure of the presidency itself. Quickly, just backing up on your point of the pendulum, uh, as I've found this, and it's, it's just amazing. You know, you come off of Bush with Texas and, you know, Toby Keith, you know, yes. boot up your ass, all that stuff. And the pendulum swings back the other way. Listen to the way the Clinton campaign described Barack Obama and his, how he was not the same as other presidents. All of these articles about his boyhood in Indonesia and his life in Hawaii are geared towards showing his background is diverse, multicultural, and putting it in a new light. Save it for 2050. Wow. It is also exposing a very strong weakness for him. His roots to basic American values and culture are at best limited. I cannot imagine America electing a president during a time of war who is not at his center, center fundamentally American in his thinking and values. That is Clinton's campaign. Clinton's campaign. Now, this should also show you something else. How fast America is changing. Yeah. Back in just a second. Christmas is less than two weeks away. Are you down to the last person on your list, or are you at the position I am you haven't started yet? You don't have to battle the crowds to get the perfect gift for a lot of people uh, on your list. Um, I want you to uh, go to Sherry's Berries and find out about what Sherry's Berries has. All you have to do is go to B-E-R-R-I-E-S, berries.com, and you see their incredible uh, collection of gifts. Freshly dipped strawberries are the ones they started with, and we've been raving. This is their their benchmark. Um, you, right now, Sherry's Berries are $19.99. That's over a 30% savings. You can double the berries for $10 more, more. You just need my code to take advantage of the deal, and my code is Glenn. $19.99, Sherry's Berries. But I will tell you, they have a lot of other stuff on the website, that, and all of it is mind-blowing delicious. Go to berries, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com, berries.com. Type in the microphone, uh, Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. They, uh, the anti-gun um, movie, not doing real well. Ooh, about 1,100 per theater. 75th worst opening since 1972 or 1982. I have a, I have a really good um, observation on this and what that means. And the left needs to hear it. In fact, the media needs to hear this message. We'll get to that coming up in a little while. Also, Michael Medved. The new book, The American Miracle, Divine Providence, next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. 